Hello and welcome to 15 Minutes of Fascism, your weekly podcast uh, of update and analysis on the global rise of the radical right. My name is Craig Johnson. This week, of course, we're going to be talking about the recent fascist uh, violent attacks, uh, mostly in response to the George Floyd protests and uprisings throughout the United States, uh, but not necessarily. Uh, Probably going to be a quick one this week, so just so you know. Uh, Last weekend, uh, that is uh, the Sunday, the 8th of June, uh, there were two major right-wing attacks on uh, protests against the police murder of George Floyd and in favor of the Black Lives Matter movement in general, uh, the abolition of the police and several other demands. Uh, The first of these attacks was in Richmond, Virginia, and the second in Seattle, Washington. I'll talk about the Richmond, Virginia attack first. Uh, In the Richmond, Virginia attack, a member of the Virginia KKK, a guy named Rogers, drove a car into protesters, um, uh, although he did not successfully injure anybody. And I'd say did not successfully injure anybody because it's very transparent that his attempt was to kill people with his vehicle. Uh, This is a tactic that comes straight from the Unite the Right rally in uh, 2017. Uh, in which a fascist uh, killed a counter-protester that is a leftist counter-protester with his car. Uh, Rogers, the attacker in Richmond, attended the Unite the Right rally in 2017 uh, and was clearly echoing this particular tactic. Uh, However, of course, in this case, he was not successful. Uh, No one was seriously injured uh, or, as far as I can tell, even hospitalized because of the incident. Uh, Potentially? Rogers was a leader of the Virginia State KKK. Um, uh, Presumably, if you're listening to this podcast, you know the KKK stands for the Ku Klux Klan, but I'm just going to throw that out there for due diligence. Uh, Remember that the KKK is a pretty disorganized organization. Uh, It's not a unified national entity, uh, but instead formed of a sort of like disparate diffuse set of different groups claiming to be the KKK. Uh, You know, you'll get like the true invisible empire or the order of the Holy Cross of the invisible empire or the sons of the Confederate invisible, da, 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 da. Uh, Point is uh, that they are all clandestine. They're all violent. Uh, They are all white supremacists. Um, And it's pretty transparent that this guy named Rogers uh, was a white supremacist. Um, In Seattle, uh, there was a different set of circumstances uh, resulting in a very similar outcome. Uh, once again, a guy drives his car into protesters. Uh, it turns out that this person's name is Fernandez. Um, he drove his car. Well, so what he does uh, in, in the videos that we have of the incident, uh, he drives his car, he turns uh, down the road toward where there are protesters in what has now become the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. Um, turns, his, turns his car, drives down the road. Um, he is stopped by a mob of people. Uh, one person uh, throws up a barricade uh, that they had taken from the police uh, in front of his vehicle to get him to stop. Uh, and then a, another protester, a George Floyd protester, um, a person named Gregory, 27 years old, uh, runs up to the driver's side window of the vehicle uh, because he sees that Fernandez, the driver, the attacker, has a gun. And Gregory punches him um, in an attempt to disarm him and stop him uh, from hurting anyone with his car and with his gun, which 
if you ask me, or in my opinion, anybody with sense, uh, this makes this person Gregory a hero. Um, he risked himself and his own safety in order to uh, actually protect other people. Um, Fernandez shoots Gregory uh, in the shoulder. Uh, Gregory is laying out on the street. Uh, Fernandez gets out of the car uh, and starts brandishing his gun at the crowd. Um, he then tries to uh, like sort of fade into the crowd. You know, he he sort of walks around the people who were running up to Gregory. Um, sort of gets behind the group, but but he's spotted. And then he dashes away uh, to the cops, who, of course, were just standing there, you know, kettling people, didn't respond to the gunshot at all. Um, he turns himself in, gun in hand, just walks right up to them, turns himself in. Um, now, Fernandez claims that he was, quote, just driving to work uh, and, you know, quote, got mobbed by a group of people and claims that he shot Gregory, who is black. Um, because he thought that he was being carjacked. Um, now, this is just this is just ridiculous. Um, if you look at the video, uh, you can see that Fernandez is brandishing his gun at people. Um, you can see uh, that he has a hoodie on uh, that has what appears to be a quote thin blue line, American flag. You know that's the American flag with the. Uh, you know, it's usually rendered in black and white, but with a blue line for one of the stripes. Uh, this is a pro-cop in, insignia, um, which has been taken up by the white supremacist defenders of the police uh, in the wake of the George Floyd protests. Um, I think that this clearly indicates that Fernandez was trying to attack people. Um, you know, he, he rolls up to this protest, drives into a crowd, shoots a person and then walks away it i it i don't know i don't know uh unfortunately this might be one that we don't know about for a while uh so stay tuned to this um uh fortunately uh gregory uh the person who defended the crowd uh, against this attacker uh has recovered um he needed surgery um and you know because of the nonsense that is the United States healthcare system. He needed a lot of help paying for it. Um, uh, it was paid for by crowdfunding uh, and then some. So at least he got something out of his uh, selfless sacrifice. He, he could have died saving other people. Unfortunately, we can expect a lot more of these attacks uh, as time goes on. Um, and as the protests uh, against police brutality and in favor of the abolition of the police uh, continue. Uh, there are a smattering of increased, there's a smattering of increased chatter uh, on the part of the alt-right uh, with reference to violence against these protesters uh, at the same time as uh, there are parts of the alt-right that are in favor of them uh, in an accelerationist sense. That is, they want uh, what they perceive as chaos to increase uh, so that, you know, potentially they might have some more power uh, in the future. Uh, the point is uh, that this kind of violence is probably not going to stop um, as long as these protests are ongoing. Uh, this is not an argument against the protests. Uh, it just means that it's something that protesters need to be prepared for. All right, now on to a third attack uh, that uh, would have occurred in the last week, uh, but which was uh, fortunately 
uh, well, sort of thwarted by the attacker itself. Um, in this case, uh, a man, uh, a self-identified, quote, incel, that is an involuntary celibate, um, uh, tried to make a bomb uh, in order to bomb a mall, uh, again in Virginia, uh, which he identified as being the hangout of cheerleaders uh, who were not interested in dating him. Now, this is a whole lot to unpack, definitely not enough time uh, in any podcast uh, or any commentary in general. Um, but for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, uh, the, the idea of a, quote, involuntary celibate is, um, well, first of all, it's sexist bullshit. Um, but the idea originates on some of the creepier corners of the internet. You know, we're talking about 4chan, 8chan, certain corners of Reddit, um, where men, um, unite together around their hatred of women and their judgment of them for not being interested in dating them. Um, this, uh, sort of perceived collective injustice uh, warps itself into a uh, unified ideology and identity, uh, something that they hold in common with themselves. Um, and so they go out and try to kill people. Uh, specifically, uh, a lot of these attackers uh, have targeted uh, women, women whom they find attractive, uh, but who are not interested in being with them. That's at least their narrative. Uh, obviously, the real narrative is that these women are living their own lives and, you know, not living their lives in terms of which men they want to date or whether or not they want to be with or sleep with these men who are obsessed with them. Uh, but the point is that uh, in the minds of the of these incel attackers, um, these women are refusing them uh, and are refusing them. In some sense, the incel ideology warps itself into in such a degree that it's uh, as if they're being deprived of some sort of basic right um, that all humans have to sexual contact, um, which is a whole can of worms in and of itself. Um, but there have been several incel attacks uh, in the United States and Canada. Uh, over the last year, um, uh, and several more in previous years. Uh, the would-be attacker in Virginia uh, this week specifically identified one of the more violent uh, and murderous of these uh, incel attackers, a person named Elliot Rogers, uh, who shot over half a dozen people uh, in Santa Barbara, California, several years ago. Uh, specifically, he targeted a sorority, uh, which he identified as being the home of uh, attractive women that he uh, had been harassing and obsessing over, um, but who uh, did not want to be with him. Uh, Elliot Rogers specifically also targeted uh, the men that these women were with. Again, in his narrative, in these people's narratives, they were living their lives. They were going to college. They were having relationships or friendships or whatever, you know, uh, and Elliot Rogers took that from them uh, by killing them uh, in the service of his delusional perspective. Uh, fortunately, this attacker in Virginia failed, uh, as I mentioned before, his bomb uh, 
failed. Uh, he instead blew up his own hand, uh, went to the hospital and claimed that he had had a lawnmower accident. Um, but of course, uh, when the police came to his house to investigate the incident, uh, they found a trail of blood leading back to a room uh, full of uh, improvised explosive device uh, materials uh, and the uh, exploded device in question. Unfortunately, these types of attacks uh, will not go away soon either. Um, as uh, the advances of feminism continue, uh, unfortunately, it means that we can expect more men delusional and self-important um, and sexist uh, to a not just misogynist, but but a, a degree to which they, they come to hate women. Um, we can expect them to continue to be more violent. Uh, as I say fairly often in this podcast, um, the right rises in the face of increased power on the left. Um, this isn't an, an argument against pursuing power. It's not an argument against pursuing the kinds of rights that we all deserve to have. Um, but it does mean that it's something that we need to be prepared for and something that we need to you know, keep in mind uh, that needs to be part of our plan uh, as we continue through the future. All right. Uh, that is uh, quite enough for this week. Pretty heavy stuff. Um, I hope that you are all staying safe. Uh, I hope that you are all still fighting. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.